It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today on Locked On Cougars, we're talking about Northern Illinois' offense. Can BYU's defense match up with them? We'll get Riggs Powell's thoughts on the situation. We'll also talk about the exhibition opener for BYU basketball tonight with thoughts from Dave Rhodes and his players as they get ready to face St. Martin's at the Marriott Center. And finally, we'll also be catching you up with some more recruiting news for BYU football with more offers going out. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars. I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on the podcast, your BYU insider, bringing you everything you need to know each and every day when it comes to the BYU Cougars, whether that's football, basketball, or anywhere in between. We've got it for you right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at All Guard Pest Control, based right here in Utah, servicing all of the Wasatch Front. We'll tell you more about Seth and his team at All Guard Pest Control here in a moment. Also brought to you today by our good friends at Vivid Seats and Sling TV, and we'll let you know about those two great companies here in a little while as well. Uh, Thank you so much for following the show. As always, please download the show, and if you haven't, please subscribe, rate, and review. If you're new to the show, it helps the show build in popularity. The goal for this show is to be every BYU fan's one-stop shop on their commute home or doing a workout, etc., where you can catch up on everything you need to know about BYU each and every day. So I thank all of you who have been so supportive of this podcast so far and if you're new to the podcast hopefully you'll be joining the group that is uh, following this please follow us on social media at locked on cougars is the show's twitter feed the same name for facebook locked on cougars there my personal twitter feed if you want to follow me jcatch is at jacob c hatch on twitter and of course if you want to email the show tips suggestions if you're interested in advertising with us we've still got fantastic rates going on right now as we're still in our launch phase of the Locked On College arm of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please email me at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. We'd be happy to talk with you and hopefully represent your business interest here on the show. All right, let's talk about it. BYU faces Northern Illinois as they come off a bye week this Saturday at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. They'll be taking on the Northern Illinois Huskies out of the Mid-American Conference. A team that gave Utah fits earlier in the year. Uh, We're going to talk more about the offense today. We'll focus on the Huskies' vaunted defense on tomorrow's show, so you can stay tuned for that tomorrow. Today, though, we're talking about the offense. Coming up here in a minute, you're going to hear from new starting flash linebacker for BYU, Riggs Powell. A little bit about his story of how he got to the position he's at now at BYU. And you've probably seen on the field... A young man with a nice, manicured, well-groomed beard, and you're wondering, how's that young man able to play? Well, that's Riggs Powell, and he'll explain. So that's coming up in a minute. Northern Illinois. This is a team that runs the ball, and they want to control the clock. So does that sound familiar? It should. That's BYU style as well. Northern Illinois, though, it's very much more um, one-sided than you might think. Northern Northern Illinois on the season has rushed for 1,121 yards on the season compared to just 949 yards passing. 
uh, total offense 2070 on the season as they roll through their season also four and three on the year just like BYU but this team uh, if you talk to the players yesterday we talked to Sione Takitaki and we asked him why well, I asked him what uh, what does Northern Illinois offense represent to you and in comparison to other teams you have faced so far this season. The team he came up with was Cal. Uh, The Cal Golden Bears came to Provo, beat BYU in a tight contest in BYU's home opener earlier this season. And in that game, Cal started a new quarterback, a freshman, after benching the guy that I thought they should have started all along. And that was Ross Bowers, their star quarterback a year ago, who dra- dragged them almost literally at points uh, to a to the precipice of a bowl berth a year ago. They bench him in favor of two freshman uh, running running quarterbacks. And BYU paid the price because Cal came into that game and said, okay, we are absolutely going to make sure that BYU is going to have to stop us running the ball. And BYU struggled to do it all night long. A lot of quarterback run out of shotgun formations, a lot of downhill running. The Cal offensive and defensive lines in that game were stellar. And I know that the Bears have gone on to not look great. They got absolutely creamed by UCLA, who is improving. But you would expect UCLA rebuilding under Chip Kelly would have uh, been a more competitive game for Cal, but not to be. They only scored seven points in that game. So that loss for BYU against Cal doesn't look great. But the offense of what we saw from Cal is what Sone Takitaki said you can expect more of from Northern Illinois. A lot of downhill running, power sets out of shotgun uh, formations, maybe even some pistol sets as well where the Huskies look to get a schematic advantage by running it on you. Uh, their quarterback is is quite capable of it. Uh, Marcus Childs, he is rushed for 242 yards on the season, and his numbers are, are affected by sack yardage, of course, because sack yardage comes out of rushing in college football as compared to passing in the NFL. So he's actually gained 427 yards. He's lost 185, thus the 242 yards he's gained officially this season, an average of 2.7 yards per carry, but those numbers are a little skewed, like I said, due to sack yardage. Uh, the two running backs that BYU will want to keep an eye on, two biggest rushers in terms of what Northern Illinois has going, is Trey Harbison and Marcus Jones. Harbison, man, we're talking a Jamal Williams type of player just in terms of his ability to not lose yardage. He's gained 446 yards this season, only lost four. He always falls forward in the vein of a Jamal Williams or Squally Canada for BYU. He's averaging 4.9 yards per carry. He has three touchdowns on the year and is long on the season as a 48-yard scamper. His backfield running mate, uh, Marcus Jones, plenty effective in his own right. He's, He's rushed for 282 two yards on about uh, about 40 less carries, averaging 5.3 yards per carry, two touchdowns on the season for him, and a 64-yard long. So what I can tell you is that watch out for Northern Illinois to try and shove it down BYU's throat and control the clock. The good news is for BYU, they have faced power run teams multiple times this season. Uh, We just go back to Cal. You look at Wisconsin. Wisconsin's more of the traditional I-formation running uh, set where they're not having a quarterback rush it like you'll see Childers do uh, for Northern Illinois. But BYU, I would expect you probably see that three and four defensive tackle front that they have deployed at times this season to counter power run teams if they need to in this game. 
Butch Pau, who has been kind of relegated to a backup role behind Sione Takitaki at middle linebacker. I think he could have a big role in this game because he is a guy that can absolutely help in terms of a downhill running attack. I know that Butch is a little more of a liability in space in terms of coverage. We've seen him get picked on in that, and that's kind of been the result of him uh, being relegated to a backup role behind Takitaki. But in a game like this, where a team like Northern Illinois comes in and wants to control the clock and will run it down your throat if they're able to, this could be the game where Butch really is effective and uh, you can deploy both Taki Taki and Pau together on the field with a three linebacker set. In terms of passing, Childers has been plenty effective. He's completed 55.1% of his passes, 118 completions on a 214 attempts. He has eight touchdowns, but that's compared to five interceptions. So his touchdown to interception disparity, not great, averaging just about 135 yards a game. So the passing attack, definitely not a vaunted passing attack like BYU has seen at points this season, most notably their last game where they shut down Hawaii, who had come in as a high-flying fling it all over the field offense. This is a game where you're going to see Northern Illinois try and control the clock, and they'll do that by limiting the amount of times, if at all possible, that Childers has to pass it. For some additional thoughts on the Northern Illinois Huskies, as well as getting to know him a little bit better, because he's a relative unknown on this roster, I had a chance to catch up with BYU senior linebacker Riggs Powell, a guy whose name has been on the roster for some time now, but has really finally had a chance to play this year. Get his thoughts on taking over at the flash linebacker position in relief of an injured Zane Anderson. Also get get the reasoning, get his breakdown of how he was able to go about getting one of those beard cards that BYU hands out. Because if you've seen him on the sidelines, he's like sporting a luxurious beard, full facial hair beard right now for BYU. And it's kind of rare to see that with a BYU football player. So he explains that as well as his favorite places to eat in his hometown of Aptos, California. So here you go. Riggs Powell with me yesterday on the Locked on Cougars podcast. Taking over at Flash Linebacker, what's it been like for you? Um, same as before, maybe a few more reps, but we're just, we have a lot of different packages, so we're excited and keep playing. I don't know if there's been too much of a change, but... With this linebacking core, Butch, Sione, now Isaiah Kafusi stepping up in this role, how how do you guys feel you guys are gelling, playing together right now? Um, I think the coaches are confident in a lot of the guys. I think, you know, there's a lot of guys that can make plays, and then, you know, when the opportunity is presented, it's just our job to make sure we're prepared and, and ready to make those plays, and I think that the coaches have confidence in a lot of us, and uh, we have confidence in ourselves that when it's our opportunity to play and do well we'll be able to do so how was the bye week it's good man it's like get a little i'm kind of old so you get late in the season it's good to get a week and can rehab and stuff and try to get better hang out with family and stuff so it's good what do you expect from northern illinois this week they're good man they got a good running quarterback they got a they got a good offense so we're uh they have a great defense too so hopefully we score more than they do but we're uh yeah we're excited good preparing and they're a good team. In terms of their offense, do they compare to any of the, any of the other teams you have played this year, or are they unique so far to you? Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of offenses are similar. They're not as much like Hawaii, where they're just in 10 and 11 personnel all game. You know, they're, they're, they're more traditional, I guess, and they have tight ends and stuff they like to use. And um, I don't know. I, I guess 
mean, yeah, there's there's similarities and then stuff that they don't they do that other teams haven't done. But they're uh, I don't know. I feel like a lot of offenses are pretty similar in college football. You know. You mentioned you're one of the older players on this team. We've seen your name on this roster for quite a while. Can you tell us about your journey getting here and kind of moving up the depth chart and everything? Yeah, it's kind of a long story, but uh, I was recruited by the last coaching staff. I went to junior college for a year, um, came here after my mission, got cut a few times, and then moved from – I was a quarterback and safety, actually, in junior college. So I was a safety when I first got here, and then moved me to backer, and then just kind of – trying to find somebody who will give me a shot, you know, and then I feel like this offseason I was able to work hard and kind of get a shot to prove that I could play at a, at a good level and uh, hoping to continue to get better and, and keep playing hard. How much weight have you put on since jo- joining the program to play linebacker? Uh, I probably got here about 195. Okay. And now I'm about 220, so 25 pounds. But, I mean, that was post-mission post weight. Before I mission, I was up at like 215. When I was playing in junior college, so I was just – Skinny fat, you know, skinny skinny where you want to be strong yeah. and fat where you want to be skinny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You've got the beard. Got the beard. Do you have one of the rare beard cards? I do, yeah. So, yeah, you just you go meet up with the doctor, get a beard card. It was, I just kind of grow a lot of facial hair. I don't like shaving much. And so I was, uh, you know, I, I mean, I get a rash. A lot of guys do. I get a rash, you know, yeah. when I shave. And then when we lost, we, we had a tough season last year, so they were a little bit more strict in the, tr- in the weight room. And so I just I had to do something bad to go get go get something so I didn't have to shave every single day. Absolutely. It was tough. Yeah. So with your brother playing here as well, what's it like having two Powells on the team? So Sawyer's awesome. We're actually not brothers. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> we we always tell people we are. Okay. So maybe that's probably where I picked it up. Yeah, yeah. we're like uh, we're not related. We did like the okay. we checked and we're like tenth cousins or something. But yeah. Oh, so, I, I somebody mentioned that you guys were brothers, so it must have just carried. <laughs> I on feel bad. Yeah, I was. We always joke around. Normally we tell people that we're joking, but sometimes. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're not brothers, but Sawyer's Sawyer's awesome. He's cool. We're, we're good friends, so it's good to have him here. If you were to take us back to your hometown, I just kind of told me to do here on the show, where would you tell us to eat? Uh, I like Mexican food, man. So I have like three or four Mexican restaurants that I go to and normally get Super Burrito or one place I get Super Nachos and I just love Mexican food. So one of those four. So it depends on the dish, really? Depends on the dish, yeah. I mean, kind of depends on where I am. They're kind of spread out throughout okay. my town and then the town just south of mine. So wherever I'm at, I'll probably just go to the closest one and pick up a burrito big fan of big burritos absolutely thanks so much Riggs yeah have a good one there you go Riggs Powell he's a big Mexican food fan and as you would expect most guys from Southern California are and a former JC guy played both quarterback and safety as you heard him say at Cabrillo College congratulations to him on grinding because it's not easy to be a walk-on player for BYU and not see playing time and stick with it as long as Riggs has. So hats off to him. Uh, Currently he has 13 total tackles in in eight games played in his career. Now he takes over as the starting linebacker for BYU and I'm expecting some big things from him. He's got his opportunity opportunity to shine now and they'll need him this week when it comes to defending what Northern Illinois has on offense. Uh, Thanks again to Riggs Powell for taking the time. If you have players you'd like me to interview, please let me know. Hit me up on social media or email me at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and maybe work some guys in, hopefully, that you are interested in hearing from. 
All right, we'll take a timeout here. We'll come back. Need to talk a little bit about BYU basketball. Dave Rose and his team open up their exhibition season tonight when they host St. Martin's at the Marriott Center. We'll get some of Coach Rose's thoughts on this game as well as those of his players from their media availability yesterday and break down what you can expect tonight at the Marriott Center if you are going out to that game. Before we do that, though, we do need to tell you about today's sponsor of the show, and that is our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. They take care of every pest issue you have. Mice, spiders, termites, whatever it is, Seth Baird and his team at All Guard Pest Control will take care of you. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. And one of the best things about AllGuard is they're not one of these companies that has diversified assets and diversified interests. They have a singular focus on pest control and helping you remediate those issues that you might have. Also, no contracts. You want a one-time visit? That's what they'll do. They're not going to make you sign up for return visits. If you do want them to come back out every three months and make sure you're taken care of year-round, happy to do that as well. That is the versatility that AllGuard Pest Control brings to the market. They service all of Utah County, Salt Lake County, Wasatch County, even up to into Weber and Davis counties. And who knows, if you're in Tooele County, maybe they'll come out and visit you too. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. Check it out. They use the safest products. They're used in hospitals, so they're safe around your family and pets. Give Seth and his team a chance and let them know that Locked On Cougars and Jake Hatch sent you. Once again, all guard pest control, 801-851-1812. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back. BYU basketball opens up the exhibition portion of their schedule tonight at home in the Marriott Center when they host the St. Martin's Saints. Fun name considering BYU, of course, associated with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. In an exhibition game, like I said, set for 7 o'clock tonight. Should be a fun night to see Dave Rose's team finally take on another team. And the good news is that St. Martin's is not your run-of-the-mill exhibition matchup. They actually are the favorite to win the GNAC Conference, which is what they participate in up there in the Northwest. Of course, St. Martin's is based in Lacey, Washington. Uh, They picked up 9 of 11 first-place votes to win the GNAC this coming season, 118 points overall. The Saints come off a 25-8 and season a year ago. So this is a team that's actually got some, got some players to them. They include the GNAC preseason player of the year, Luke Chavez. EJ Boyce is another preseason all-conference player, both of them playing in the backcourt. So this will be interesting to see what BYU does tonight. It is an exhibition match, so they are expected to win this game comfortably. But like I mentioned, St. Martin's a little tougher of opponent than you might expect. They reached the GNAC championship for the first time in school history a year ago, also birthed in the NCAA tournament. 
Uh, they made it uh, to the round of 32 in that tournament, beating Cal Poly Pomona when they advanced last season. So should be a fun night. Get out and enjoy the game. It's set for 7 o'clock, like I said, at the Marriott Center. You can get tickets. You also can watch it on BYU TV or listen to it on BYU Radio and all the various affiliates with BYU Radio. I wanted to get some thoughts from BYU coaches and players for you here. Dave Rose yesterday was asked right at the top of his press conference, what does it mean to have your team finally facing another team in terms of an exhibition game, regardless of level of opponent? Yeah, we're excited. I, I, I like our guys. I like our practice the last two days. I thought that, you know, these, these Cougar tip-offs that we've had over the years, it's just it's amazing to me when we have more upperclassmen than underclassmen how many baskets we make. It's just they're more comfortable, they feel well. And, and I, you know, we, we, we need to improve in all areas, obviously, but I'm, I'm excited to, to, to coach one team and see how we do. Dave Rose just wants to see his guys play, and I completely understand that. I think that they've, he's mentioned yesterday they've been through 20-plus practices at this point. It's similar to what BYU football goes through in August with training camp. It wears on. Guys get ready to play a game. So here it is tonight, even though it is technically an exhibition game, getting BYU ready for their season opener just under two weeks away at top 10 ranked Nevada. So got to get ready for a tough slate of non-conference games. Uh, Senior captain, by the way, I probably should have mentioned this off the top, and I apologize for not doing that, but senior captains for BYU this year include Luke Worthington and TJ Hawes. They've both been named captains after a vote by their teammates. A little bit of a surprise to me to not see Yoli Childs in that group, but Hey, maybe he hits it if he comes back for another year next year. But Luke Worthington, a true program guy, has been around BYU for a long time, served an LDS mission. So he's been around BYU for an extended period of time. And also TJ Hawes as well. Been a stalwart, has started every game for BYU over the past two seasons. They'll be BYU's captains this season leading the way. Uh, Luke Worthington talked with us yesterday during media availability. We asked him a similar question to what we asked Coach Rose about what it means to finally face another opponent. Everybody's ready. Yeah, everybody's ready. Everybody's talking about it. It's um, it's an exciting time of year because once this ball gets rolling, things start moving really fast. Um, so getting to play someone else is going to feel really good tomorrow. Um, and then from there, you're you're in it. You're in the season. So every game you play from then on out is another opponent you got to prep for. Um, and that's that's what's exciting is getting to you know analyze different teams and see how good we really are when it comes to playing the opponents there you go Luke Worthington he's right though uh, you kind of get into this portion of the schedule they'll face St. Martin's tonight they're going to host Westminster a local D2 school up here in the Salt Lake City area next week as they get ready for the season opener but he says the nice part is now you play a game you look back on the game and you start preparing for the next opponent it's no longer we're just practicing working against ourselves we're now playing against opponents and that's an exciting thing final thought I wanted to play for you here Jasheer Hardnett, he's going to be a senior this year. Big things expected of him to help produce from the guard line for BYU. little spark plug point guard. I love watching him play. I think he's got a lot of ability to him. He talked about how the style of play this year fits the roster better, in his opinion, than it did a year ago. Oh, yeah, and I just think that's because of the style of play we play. You know, it fits in a lot more guys other than me. You know, a lot more guys play fast in their high school and in their days they played. Uh, so I think that's probably why. You know, that slow pace kind of calmed us down and made us run offense and sets, and that kind of didn't play a part in certain people games. But now I feel like that fast pace and us picking up and just going, I think we get a rebound. It's kind of doing that for us. 
There you go, Jasheer Hardnett, and I think he's absolutely dead on there. There were guys a year ago that BYU fans were expecting big things from, most notably Zach Selyus, and the style of play a year ago did not fit a guy like Zach Selyus, nor did it really fit Jasheer Hardnett all that well, but Jasheer persevered through it. He played well. Zach did not have a good year, and there were other players also were affected by it. I believe TJ Hawes was. Uh, If Nick Emery would have been playing, I think it would have affected his style as well. So this new offense BYU has implemented this year, uh, it feels like they're ready to roll. Hopefully it has, still has some emphasis on defense and some ball control at times, but we'll have to see what they roll out tonight. Once again, St. Martin's Saints in town to face BYU at the Marriott Center. Tip-off set for 7 p.m. Get out and enjoy the game. Should be a fun night in Provo. All right, we'll step aside here. We'll come back, talk a little bit more about BYU recruiting, a couple of more offers to tell you about. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about two of today's sponsors, first of which is Vivid Seats. Of course, Vivid Seats is here to help fans of live entertainment get experiences that will last them a lifetime. You can catch your favorite teams, the BYU Cougars, if you're listening to this podcast, and artists as well as theater performances in person with the help of Vivid Seats. Uh, You can get great prices and an easy purchasing experience by using Vivid Seats. And if you use the promo code LOCKEDON, listeners to the Locked On Cougars podcast can receive $20 off your first order of $200 or more if you are a first-time customer of Vivid Seats. Check it out, guys. Go to the App Store, download the app, App on Google Play or the App Store, like I just mentioned. Enter that promo code locked on. Receive that $20 off your first order of $200 or more as a new customer. That's 10% off. It's a chance to save you some money and get out and enjoy an event that you might not have a chance to otherwise. Do it all with Vivid Seats using the promo code locked on. And of course, all confirmed orders are backed up by a 100% guarantee. Today's show also brought to you by our good friends at Sling TV. If you're a BYU fan or college football fan in general, Sling TV is where it's at if you need to catch the games in action. $30 a month gets you ESPN, the Pac-12 Network, SEC Network, and more to catch all of your favorite teams in action. You can stream them all on your big screen and across all of your favorite devices, tablets, phones, etc., Sling TV is here to give you the live TV you love, only better. There are no useless channels that you're having to pay for in a cable package, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, it's all up front, and of course you can cancel at any time. If you guys want to check it out, see if it might be the right option for you, become a cord cutter, go to sling.com slash locked on, get a free seven-day trial, check it out, see if it's the right fit for you. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily one-stop shop for all things BYU Cougars coverage right here on the Locked On Podcast Networks where it's your team speaking of the Cougars every day. Thank you so much for joining me once again on this Wednesday hump day edition of the show. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this show as much as I enjoy bringing it to you. It's a pleasure. I love doing it. And I thank you guys for your continued support. It's a ton of fun to talk BYU with you each and every day. Always feel free to reach out. My DMs on Twitter for both my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch as well as the show Twitter feed at Locked on Cougars are both open. Feel free to drop me a note anytime you want. 
Happy to interact with you there. Also, if you have questions, concerns, thoughts, or advertising questions, you can email us as well, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. We'd love to get involved with you there as well. All right, as we wrap up today's show, uh, BYU recruiting, of course, we talked about it on Monday, some offers that went out over the weekend. Well, some more have trickled in, so we're going to recap those for you here. Uh, One, I think, is going to spark a little bit bigger conversation we'll have on the show hopefully tomorrow or maybe Friday, and that's regarding junior college players. But let's recap the players that received offers over the weekend. Noah Tumblin, the quarterback out of Mira Mesa High School in the San Diego area. Uh, Tumblin, like I mentioned on Monday, podcast if you want to go back and listen to it strikes me as a guy who plays a dual threat quarterback in his high school system but likely is a candidate to move to defensive back at the next level if he so chooses to sign with BYU. Some scant uh, recruiting information about him but BYU is very big on developing guys and this could be one of them. Also an offer to four star 2020 class prospect JJ Greenfield from Bingham High School kid that's going to have a ton of offers coming his way later on this summer as he hits the camp circuit kid can really play ball he plays safety but Bingham has a very high profile and and Greenfield is definitely going to stand out as we go forward of course he is still two recruiting classes out so there's plenty of time for him to make up his mind another local offer that went out as well to another local prospect is another defensive back by the name of Nate Ritchie plays for Lone Peak High School. He actually punts and kicks for the Knights as well. They're getting ready for their playoff run in the 6A state championship race this later this week. He actually added an offer from Utah last Wednesday and then BYU followed up with an offer on Thursday. Kid that can definitely play. Lone Peak pumps out athletes. You can just look at the rosters. A lot of guys from Lone Peak. Talon Shumway comes to mind immediately. A basketball star that didn't really have a defined position necessarily at Lone Peak, but has become a very good wide receiver for BYU. So Nate Ritchie could be the next in line in terms of defensive backs from Lone Peak that could stand out for BYU if he decides to sign with the Cougars. Um, another offer that went out in the 2021 class, so now we're getting out a little bit further, is Anthony Beavers. Um, this kid is a legit four to possibly a five-star prospect when it all when it's all said and done. Plays for J. Sarah High School down there in Gardena, California. He is going to have offers from coast to coast, but it's cool to see BYU decide, hey, we may uh, be throwing out a flyer here, but they're letting him know that they're interested in offering him. They'd love to have him come play for them. Um, I'm expecting that, let's be honest, if he's really this big of a recruit this early in his high school career, that he's does he end up with BYU? I'm not so certain, but it's cool to see BYU at least throwing their hat in the ring early, especially speaking of Anthony Beavers. Final offer we're going to discuss on today's show, because I'm sure there are other ones that will be coming down the pipeline, but a junior college prospect got an offer from BYU. A running back prospect from Cerritos College by the name of Ramondre Stevenson. Big bodied running back, six foot one, 230 pounds, according to what I saw. He has rushed for over 1,300 yards in seven games so far for Cerritos this season. Still has three games remaining in the season as well. I'm actually excited about this because as I tweeted out on my personal Twitter feed this morning when I retweeted and quote tweeted uh, Ramondre's tweet about his being a Juco prospect getting the offer from BYU, I thought the days of BYU being able to get junior college transfers into school were all but dead based on BYU's current admissions policies, etc. 
But it looks like maybe there is a chance that guys can get in, and Stevenson might be one of those guys that does get his um, AS or AA degree, the associate's degree, and is able to attend BYU. BYU definitely needs a big-bodied running back that can really shoulder the load, especially with a guy like Squally Canada set to graduate this year. Maybe Stevenson's the right guy. I would expect, though, after having 1,300 yards through seven games for Cerritos, he's going to have plenty of other attention recruiting. And it may be a sign that BYU is trying to follow the lead of Utah and Utah State when it comes with running backs in terms of recruiting JUCO guys who have proven themselves at the junior college level and can come in and contribute right away. I don't know if that's a long-term play for Kalani, if that's going to be a long-term recruiting focus or emphasis, but good to see a JUCO running back getting an offer from BYU. We may discuss this a little more in detail. I'm still hoping to have Jeff Hansen from Cougar Sports Insider on the show this week. Hopefully we can get that in tomorrow or Friday or into next week. We'll get him on. We'll talk about this. I'll also discuss it because I think it's big to see BYU giving offers to JUCO guys again with the belief they can get them into school. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much once again for downloading the show. If you're new to the show, hopefully you found it of worth and you'll come back for more. Please subscribe, rate, and review. I know I repeat that multiple times a week on this podcast, but it really does help us out. Thanks again for tuning in. Today's sponsor of the show, I want to remind you, All Guard Pest Control. If you have any pest issues, mice, spiders, ants, whatever it may be, give All Guard a call, 801-851-1812. They'll be there to help you out. We'll be back tomorrow talking a little bit more about the vaunted Northern Illinois defense and what BYU's offense hopefully can do against the Huskies when they take them on on Saturday. That's all coming up tomorrow on the show. This has been Lock on Cougars for October 24th, 2018. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.